Hi, and welcome back to Authentically ADHD with me, Carmen. I am an early childhood special education teacher, an ADHD life coach, and I created this podcast because as a late diagnosed ADHDer, I really strive to help every person who finds that their neurodivergence makes it hard for them to navigate everyday life. I want to help as many people as possible because I never want anyone to feel the way that I did growing up undiagnosed and feeling like something was wrong with me. Today's topic is self-care. I know it's a big one. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome, or welcome back to the show. I truly appreciate you clicking play on my episodes. I know there are so many choices of podcasts that you could listen to for your mental health, for your ADHD, for your neurodivergence, and I'm so happy that you chose mine. So let's dive in. Today's episode is centered around self-care. Why, you ask? Because ADHDers have a very difficult time with self-awareness and really reflecting on how our bodies feel and what they need. If you had asked me this question about three years ago, I would have had a totally different answer for you. I would have been like, um, is that even something that I have time for? I don't have time for self-care. That's for rich people. It doesn't matter for me what self-care, what are you talking about? I have stuff to do. But guess what? That stuff that we have to do, it can't be done to its greatest, to its greatest um, capacity, to its greatest. We, we can't give our all without caring for ourselves. Usually, ADHDers and neurodivergents view self-care as frivolous, time-wasted, and something that's only for well-off, rich, and or wealthy people. Why do we think this way? Because most of us believe that self-care is frivolous or only for rich people. Why do we think like that? When you think about self-care, what thoughts come to your head? What are your automatic thoughts when I say that we're going to talk about self-care? Do yourself a favor and write some of those thoughts down so that you can look at them. Now, look at those thoughts. Are they actually yours? Are they thoughts that came from you? Or are these thoughts that were explicitly or implicitly said to you or inferred that you may be adopted throughout your life? This is an important part of self-care and and recognizing it because a lot of us don't even know what self-care is or what it really looks like. And this is because we were raised, most of us, I don't like to paint with a broad brush, but the more experience I have, the more I learn that ADHD years were raised in families that did not prioritize self-care. They did not care for us or themselves in that way. 
your needs in childhood may have been diminished, dismissed, or you may have even been scolded for resting or engaging in self-care because your family viewed it in a certain way, such as uh, laziness or avoidance. And I mean, it makes sense if you just think about it for a minute. How did your childhood impact how you view self-care now? Do you view self-care as selfish? Do you view it as unproductive? Did your parents give you examples of how to lovingly care for themselves? Did they model that for you? Or did your parents give you examples of how to lovingly care for you? If not, it's really no surprise that you have a hard time with self-care. It's difficult to do something that we were never taught how to do. So, this is not to blame anyone. I want to make that very clear. This is not for blame. It's for awareness. It's to take the shame off of you and turn it into understanding. To turn it into compassion for yourself for not knowing how or not knowing what self-care is. Because it's okay. It makes sense. It was never taught to you. Lucky for you, I'm going to teach you right now. For me, it makes total sense that I didn't even know self-care was a thing. Um, resting was considered laziness unless everyone else was resting. And now I know that a nap in the middle of the day means nothing about my worth or my worthiness. Hi friend, do you struggle with ADHD? Are you looking for a fabulous community to join to learn more about your ADHD and give be given strategies, courses, and a coach? You should join Focused. Head to my show notes and click that link and we both get a credit to our account. You get money off, I get money off, and Lord knows ADHDers need to save money. So head to that link if you want to join today. As ADHDers or a person with a neurodivergent brain, we have a hard time distinguishing between actual self-care and avoidance of life. That's because this is what we were taught. We were taught that self-care was avoidance. So let's clear that up. What is self-care? Self-care is the practice of conserving, preserving, and or improving one's own health. That means that when you are practicing self-care, it's taking care of yourself in the moment and it's going to have a positive impact on you later. Avoidance is something that does not benefit you in the long term. You don't really feel better afterwards. Self-care takes care of me, how and like how I need to be taken care of now and the future version of me. Avoidance is an aim to feel good in the moment, but it actually makes more work for the future version of you. So I have another question. <laughs> what are some needs that you have that you can maybe do a little better of a job at meeting? Think about how self-care was viewed in your childhood again. 
Did your parents or whoever raised you take care of their own needs? Did they lovingly take care of your needs or care for your needs or show you how? Did they model what healthy self-care looks like? If not, it makes so much sense to why you struggle now. Again, this is not to blame or create negative emotions, but to show you and give you some awareness that you can't practice something that was never taught to you or modeled for you. Then, as ADHD brains do, with our negativity bias, we add on by thinking we don't deserve to meet our own needs. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. So... Now that you're the grown-up and you get to decide, do you want to keep believing those ideas that were implicitly or explicitly taught to you or passed down to you or things that you adopted? Or would you like to acknowledge the reasons why you may not have been taught, um, the reasons why you struggle, and then have empathy for that trauma and decide that you want to change and you want to have different thoughts and emotions around self-care because i want to tell you something you are worthy just because you were born just because you're here on earth you're worthy of rest you're worthy of white space you're worthy of care for you you are worthy do you truly truly believe that that you are worthy I truly hope that you believe that you are worthy. So a great great question to start with is, what can I do today that will benefit future me? Like, what can I do today that will help me out tomorrow? Self-care is super individualized. I find running to be refueling. There are a lot of people in this world that are like running, refueling, No, that does not refuel me. Running does not refuel me, but running refuels me. So I can't tell you what self-care looks like for you. Only you can. But to decide when a task is self-care, ask yourself, will this action benefit now me and future me? Some of the things that I do for self-care are planning my next day the night before. I really find that this helps me because in the morning it takes me a while to wake up. So if my plan is already ready to go, I just have to follow it. Along with that, I tidy up my workspaces in the evening so that when I come down to them in the morning, I can get out what I need and start to do whatever it is that I need to do. I also love to be in nature, whether I'm taking a walk, a hike, a run, and I love reading nonfiction or non-self-help books. So books that are about fantasy, uh, memoirs, autobiographies. I love to sit in my comfy chair with some hot chocolate or coffee. I love to journal. I love to listen to funny podcasts, dance silly to music. I love taking long showers. I love swimming, um, spending time with my love, my, my Tom, and my friends. Do you have things that you'd add or take off of this list? What activities make you feel 
mentally and physically restored. I also want to make it super clear that self-care looks different for every single person. And some seasons of your life will require different amounts of self-care, depending on what's happening in your life. Your self-care will ebb and flow with your capacity. So if you have a season of your life where you are in grief, you will need a lot of self-care. You may have seasons of your life where you feel great and you don't need as much of it. But in order to help you get started thinking about self-care and what it looks like for you, I'm going to go through the seven pillars of self-care. I also included a freebie in the show notes for you so you can follow along. I've been doing that a lot lately because I learn visually. It's another thing that I do to show you that you're worthy of care because that's self-care for me. Before I dive into the self-care, the seven pillars of self-care, I want to give you some tips. And actually, these are things that I'm strongly recommending. Do not be rigid. Be willing to try new things. Cut perfectionism out of it. And cut morality out of it. Self-care does not need to be organized. It does not need to be black and white. It does not need to be the same every time. It does not need to have morality attached to it. And it should not include perfectionism or it's not caring for yourself. Really, it's not. So, self-care is no place for rules or rigid black and white thinking, okay? So, as I explain each pillar of self-care, think about how you can care for yourself under that pillar or how you might like to. I'm gonna give you the seven pillars, what they mean, and then what it takes to kind of create a um, a self-care strategy under that pillar. So the pillars are one, mental, two, emotional, three, physical or environmental, five, spiritual, six recreational and seven social so the mental health pillar is creating a healthy mindset and that takes mindfulness and curiosity so creating a healthy mindset it it takes mindfulness and curiosity and you may need to grow in those areas The second one, emotional, coping with stress in healthy ways. And this takes creating and using healthy coping strategies in reaction to stress. The third one is physical. That's taking care of your physical body. And it takes rest, nutrition, and movement of your body. The fifth one, or no, sorry, the fourth one is environmental. And that's caring for your spaces. So it takes decluttering, rearranging, and actually knowing how you like your spaces set up and really adhering to that. In what ways does your environment lend to you working in an easily more efficient way? The fifth one is spiritual. And these are activities that give you a sense of belonging or a sense of meaning in life. This can involve 
or take being in a community, doing identity work, or taking some time in nature. Six is recreational. This is engaging in hobbies that you actually enjoy. And this actually takes some work because it takes trying new things and doing activities that are fun to you and trying things that you think might be fun and learning that yes, they are fun for you or maybe they aren't and you just don't do them again. And finally, seven, social. Building healthy relationships. And this takes putting yourself out there. This takes making friends and reaching out to them and your loved ones. None of this is easy, but it's something that's important, which is why this week's episode was about self-care. I learned after many, 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 many bouts of burnout that self-care is very important. If you avoid it for too long or you don't care for yourself, you can find yourself incredibly sick mentally and or physically. It can affect you. So as you build up your self-care list, I urge you to be kind to yourself, to be willing to try new things, and remember that you are worthy of love and care. That's all for now, friends. Stay authentic, and we will talk soon.